What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. From the Haunted Mansion in Sultry, Savannah, this is Obscure Season 2, Frankenstein. I am your host, your friend, your ear lover, your literary mansplainer-in-chief, and... Georgianologist Michael Ian Black speaking to you today. I want to say from the Jill Schwartz Memorial Library Southern Outpost, but the fact of the matter is to have a Jill Schwartz Memorial Library, what do you need? You need books. And while I have books, they are boxed. None of them are on shelves. I am surrounded by boxes pretty much 360 degrees from where I sit. Boxes, boxes everywhere. And we have already unpacked many boxes, and we still have many boxes to go. But I wanted to check in with you guys, record an episode of Frankenstein. So I thought, well, I'll just sit down with my my copy of Frankenstein here and check in and read uh, some of Mary Shelley's terrific words, and we'll all have a fine time of it. Well, the fact of the matter is, my my dog is barking. Um, That's Oli barking in the background, if you can hear him. Um, It's hard to say why, but he's in a new environment and uh, different things cause the dogs to bark now than before. So I said to, oh, I said to, oh, because my wife and son just returned from an errand and they're coming into the haunted mansion right now. So I said to myself, I said, self, uh, get, grab yourself a copy of Frankenstein, sit down, record an episode of Obscure. The folks will love it. Well, as it turns out, I can't find my copy of Frankenstein. When you move, and I don't, know if, I don't know if anybody has ever moved before. I don't know if I'm the first. But it turns out when you move, you misplace things. I don't know where anything is. I certainly don't know where Frankenstein is. I thought I knew. I thought I had it in a little bag. You know, so, so to prevent exactly this situation where I would be saying to myself, time to record, and then I cannot record because I can't find the book. So this will be a Frankensteinless episode of Frankenstein, but I didn't want to delay any more. I thought, you know what, I got to get a podcast out and the people probably want to know how the move went. And so I thought, well, I'll just sit down and give you guys a quick check-in just so you know. So the move. Moving is terrible. You 
undoubtedly already know that everybody always says it everybody always says when they move never again i'm never moving again and uh every time i move i say to myself i'm never doing this again this is terrible and then i guess it's like birth and a baby after a few years you're sort of like well maybe it wasn't so bad maybe we could have another baby you know i don't know because i didn't birth a baby but you know from what i hear rumor has it that it hurts a little and so I was like, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm never moving again, particularly this time. I'm like, I'm never moving again. But really, am I really going to spend the rest of my life in Savannah, Georgia? Almost certainly not. So I'm, I, I can't even say that. I probably am going to move again at some point, you know, hopefully not in the next six weeks or so, because this is terrible. You know, this is really, really terrible. Uh, we came to the house after days of driving, after much tumult, emotional tumult, um, the furniture got delivered, and as we were unpacking the furniture, we're realizing, oh, there's no power in the main floor of our home. And I, I was on the phone with Georgia Power, and they could not have been nicer. These folks at Georgia Power, and this, this is not this is not paid content, but these folks at Georgia Power could not have been nicer. And uh, they said, well, look for the they said we got power restored to the thing so look for the the box the, the exterior box on the outside there should be a box and you just flip that on you know a fuse box just flip it on and the power should be there so i said all right and so i'm looking and i'm looking and i'm looking there's no box and i go inside it i'm like is it could it be inside they're like well it might be you know, you know the box is inside well, I was like, there's a breaker box here and i but it doesn't seem to have an off on off on switch and there's another breaker box over here and that doesn't seem to be it no power and so i called back the next day and i said hey there's no power and they said well did you try the the circuit box outside and i said there's no circuit box out there i looked i looked and uh, no power. Next day, I call back. I say, you know, we still don't have any power. Is there anything going on in your end? They say, well, maybe um, what you should do is, because I'm talking to different people every time. They say, have you checked the circuit box outside? And I say, yeah, okay. So I go outside. And right under the meter where I had been looking for the past two days, okay, literally the past two days and not seeing a circuit box, right below that, is a giant circuit box in the off position. You might be thinking, how is it possible that you didn't see the giant, literally the biggest thing on the wall, the giant box underneath the meter, exactly where they told you it would be? How is that possible, Michael? And all I can tell you is, I don't know. There's that story of Columbus uh, when he when he reached, you know, North America and he reached, I guess it was the Bahamian Islands, whatever it was, or whoever, whoever it was, Columbus, some explorers, whatever. And the people on shore literally couldn't see the ships because they couldn't believe what they were seeing, right? Um, was that me with a circuit box that is un- literally unmissable? And I had missed it for two days. Is that me? I mean, I have no other explanation. I have no other explanation. I flipped it on. The power was working just fine. We were sweating in this house for two days because I couldn't see a giant circuit box. (sighs) Then the movers come, and the movers are nice guys. Let me tell you something. You're not going to find a nicer group of guys than these movers. Were they good movers? They were terrible movers. Terrible. No respect for our contents. No respect for the house. Nice guys, you know? But if I tell you they scuffed the wall once, they scuffed it a hundred times. We had to tell them, you know, you should put up some paper 
on the walls to protect them because they were just painted, you know, and put some stuff on the floors because they were just redone. They said, well, we don't have that stuff. What do you mean you don't have that stuff? You're movers. That's your, that's your whole job is to put stuff on the floors and the walls and then move stuff. They didn't, they didn't have it. Um, I walked 27,000 steps that day. 27,000. That might be a record for me. I don't even normally check my steps, but I wanted to see 27,000. It was a lot. Most I've walked probably since I ran a half marathon years ago. Anyway, finally everything got moved in. Uh, or at least, you know, loaded in. I shouldn't say moved in. And now here we are. I'm surrounded by boxes, unable to locate my copy of Frankenstein. And I would be remiss if I didn't check in. So that's what I'm doing. Next question. How are you feeling, Michael? Emotionally speaking. Um, I am uh, ups and downs. Ups and downs. I mean, you move to a new city having not lived in a city for uh, decades at this point. And you forget, like, cities are cities. You know, they're organic in a, in a human way, well, in every way, but they're, you know, sort of centered around human experience and human folly and human triumph and human misery and all of the rest of it. So you're getting the full panoply of the human experience every time you walk out your doors. I'm used to being in the woods, I'm used to getting the full panoply of squirrels' experiences. I'm not so used to getting the full panoply of human experiences, for good and for bad. Now, um, I also don't know my way around here. And Savannah is a very hodgepodgey city, like all cities are, you know? You, you kind of go from uh, one neighborhood where everything is kind of ramshackle and falling apart, and then in the next neighborhood, you know, maybe two blocks over, and everything is sort of grandiose and rococo, and, you know, there's parks over here and parks over there, and then, you know, there's churches everywhere, and there's businesses thriving and businesses failing, and you don't know where you are at any given moment. It's very disorienting. And I've said before, when I was a younger man, that sort of feeling of un- being unsettled was exhilarating to me. Now, as an older man, I, I am loath to admit this, but I find it mildly terrifying. <laughs> I am mildly terrified here in Savannah, Georgia, because I, don't, because I feel so unsettled. And every time I walk out of my door, I'm like, what the hell is this place? What do I do? How am I going to make it? I can't even find a circuit box. Um, and so there, there is that, there is that weirdness. Like, I feel like Martha's doing better than I am with the whole end. She's been amazing. This whole, um, move. Like, I feel like I've been on the precipice of just falling apart the entire time. And she's just been heroic, just kind of charging ahead, you know, just kind of doing stuff. Mood is good. Spirits are high. And it's like, and it's all I can do to just sort of hang on by my fingernails this entire time. Um, just because, just because everything is so new and, um, you know, new and different just sounds so sort of, um, vacuous, but it is, and I'm vacuous. So maybe it's appropriate. I mean, I'm, I'm, I have to walk the dogs now. I don't like walking the dogs. You walk outside, first of all, you walk outside in Savannah, and what you're finding is uh, pea soup. Everywhere you walk, it's just pea soup. You're walking through pea soup everywhere you go. You know, the air is thick in sultry Savannah. That's what makes it sultry. Um, Always overcast, though, in August. Always, it it rains a little bit every day, you know. 
Um, and, and I like the clouds. I like the shade because were it just sunny, it would be unbearable because it's, it's hot and sultry. And I am not used to weather. I'm not used to being in weather. I'm not used to experiencing discomfort in any way, shape, or form. I'm not used to the stuff that comes out of you when you're hot. I forget what that's called. So it has been uh, a little bit of a challenge for me just to sort of adapt physically. And look, I'm only a week or so into it. So, you know, how much could I possibly have adapted? But I will say this. I, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was, I thought I was going to be a puddle of goo from the drop. And let me tell you something. I have not been a puddle of goo. I have been walking places. I have been doing things, you know, I'm walking the dogs for one thing. I have been, I have been issuing the automobile in favor of my own two feet, you know, because I said, you know, we're going to a walkable city. Well, God damn it. I'm going to walk in my walkable city. And lately, the past couple of days anyway, I have anticipated the sheen on my brow and not gotten upset when it has presented itself. For a Jew like me, unaccustomed to being any place that isn't air conditioned, that is remarkable. All right, let's take a little break. And then we'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Alrighty, let's get back to it. The house itself is old. 1867. There's a story behind it, and I don't know if it's true. It feels apocryphal. It doesn't feel true. 
but it's a good story nonetheless because the house is built in an odd shape. And maybe I've described this before, and if I have, I apologize. So I'll just make it short in case I'm repeating myself. It's built in the shape of a T or an X, kind of, um, or a cross, kind of, um, which is an odd shape for a house. Now, the, the, the story behind it, allegedly, is that the guy who built it was a captain in the war, the Civil War, I assume, on the Confederate side, was captured by the Union, spent time in a POW encampment, and uh, was, it, it was locked in a box or a cell, I guess, without windows, very small, very suffocating, and decreed that if he survived and if he got out of there, he would never live in a room without light again. So the house was constructed in such a way that there are windows everywhere, um, and there's light in every room. It's a very, very light-filled house. That's good, right? That's lovely. The, 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 the ceilings are high. They're like 12 feet high on the main floor, maybe 10 feet or, or maybe higher even on, on the floor above. Plenty of space, plenty of headroom for a guy like me because, you know, I'm seven and a half feet tall and I like to have a lot of headroom. Um, plenty of that. And it's filled with charm and quirks, but there's also a lot of things that just don't seem to work. 80% of the time I flip a light switch or a switch and nothing happens. And you don't know where, what, why that switch is there, what it's connected to. There's uh, some sort of, there's a lot of boxes, like electrical boxes that just don't seem to be connected to anything in particular. A couple of wires hanging out here and there. And you're like, there probably shouldn't be wires just hanging out of the wall. But there are. The hot water takes approximately three minutes to uh, reach its way to the faucet. Like, no joke, three minutes before the water goes from tepid to hot in any situation we're looking into that um there are uh potentially um uh insect problems that we're doing further investigation on and when i say insect do i mean roaches i i do um i haven't seen we have not seen any live ro- well i take that back my wife saw some live roaches so that's real bad and we're figuring that out the yard the backyard and the front are kind of a jumbled mess. It, there's a lot. There's a lot. We're trying to replace um, countertops because the old countertops had uh, the old. We're basically we're trying to redo the kitchen in as cheap a way as humanly possible. Um, and the main way to do that, the best way to do that, is to reconfigure the counters a little bit. So we're doing that. So at the moment, we don't have a working kitchen because the sink had to come out. Um, There's actually two sinks. Uh, There's a big sink and then there's a bar sink. And the big sink had to come out. And so we have a little bar sink, but we have no range. We have nothing to cook on. So yesterday we went to Target. We bought a hot plate, you know, just like the settlers used to use, a little hot plate. And uh, um, it's probably going to be like that for a couple months. Um, the bathrooms are more or less, let's just say disgusting. And we've been trying to deal with that. Um, there's just a lot, you know, it's weird. It seems like when you buy a house that's 150 years old, it seems like there's a bunch of stuff to deal with. I didn't know, I didn't know that would be the case. I'm not used to dealing with problems. That's not my MO. I uh, was researching, uh, O-rings in toilets this morning. Toilet O-rings. That's the kind of commitment that I have made. 
to this new endeavor. We don't know anybody here in Savannah. Now, I have a friend of mine who you may know, the actor Toby Huss, terrific actor. He said, hey, I saw you're moving to Savannah. And I said, yeah. And he said, oh, I got a place there. I bought a church. I'm renovating it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm shooting in New York City, but, you know, I'll, I'll give you a holler next time I'm down. I said, great. And he said, and our friend, or my friend, Craig, uh, lives here too. And I, it turns out I know Craig too. We worked together on a TV show years ago. So I reached out to Craig and uh, I think we're going to go to a little birthday party he's having for his wife on Friday. So, you know, he teaches at SCAD now, Savannah College of Art and Design. He's also an actor and a comedian. And so I thought, oh, this will be great. You know, we'll just make a whole group of friends there on Friday, you know, just at the birthday party. You know, and then we'll be all set for friends. We don't know anybody here. It's scary. It's scary. And I am at times morose, at times upbeat, at all times 